You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Friends, fans, and foes, it's time once again for Never Sleeps Network's Talking Wrestling, and I'm your host, Casey Corbin, and thank you for joining us today on the show. But before we get to the show, you know what you must do. Hit us up on all the social media outlets, or a few of them at least. Hit us up on Twitter at TNWPod. We're on Instagram. You can check us out there. A lot of pictures, a lot of things going on on the Instagram. Check us out at Talking Wrestling Podcast at Instagram.com. You can follow us on Facebook. We're also on Facebook, Facebook backslash Talkin' Wrestling. Uh, of course, we are on Spotify. Uh, give us a, a follow on Spotify or give us a five-star rating. And uh, while you're on Spotify, check out Casey Corbin. That's me and uh, my four CDs or albums that are on there. Uh, they're comedy albums, and uh, they're free. It's Spotify, so just check them out. Uh, what else? We are on iTunes, so rate, review, subscribe, give us a favorable review, five-star rating. We'd appreciate that. That helps grow the show, and we're wherever popular uh, podcasts can be found. Um, you know, just Google Never Sleeps ne- Network, Never Sleeps Network, and uh, that's where we are as well. So, with that said, it's time for my guest host, not my guest host, the host with the most, my bud. You know him. He's been here all year, and you love him. Please welcome to the show, Reese Turner. Oh, brother. Oh, brother. How you doing? You good? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. So many, so many, so many things to talk about, Reese. There's so many things going on in wrestling. I guess we just, let's get to it, man. Like, Let's jump right in, brother. Okay, first of all, we're on the road to WrestleMania. So let's just start with this, the road to WrestleMania and the recent... WWE rumors are WWE has given has made a significant offer for Stone Cold Steve Austin to come out of retirement for one more match. One more match. Now, one more match. One more match. It seems that all all and this is the great cuz you're from Montreal, like this is how great is this? It seems like all fingers are pointing towards his opponent being Kevin Owens. Stunner versus Stunner, baby. And you know what? It makes so much sense why he wouldn't go to AEW. Yeah. If they yeah. just said, what what can you give me that AEW can't? How about yeah. a main event yeah. in Dallas, WrestleMania, with Stone Cold? Fair play. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm in. I'm in. As long as, even if you put someone, he's going to do the job to Stone Cold. But still, he got to do the job to Stone Cold. At WrestleMania, in a big-time match, the match is going to be maybe under 10 minutes, you know? And then it'll be a lot of drinking yeah. beers and uh, and celebrating. That's right. But that's to me. I'm excited to be there for Stone Cold's uh, last match. I'm very stoked yeah, about this. Yeah, dude. Ronda Rousey, Charlotte. Are you kidding me? Um, Ric Flair's been talking shit about Becky Lynch. He does not like her, and uh, all because of the man's <laughs> shit. And uh, he was saying. Look at the difference in the promo ability. He's like, Ronda, Ronda, Becky face off. Oh, Ronnie, so glad you're back. 
That's the best she's got. <laughs> he goes. He goes. What does Charlotte have? To, what does Charlotte say? My baby is prettier than yours. As she's talking about the belt, and it's like Flair. They have writers. <laughs> yeah. Clearly, Charlotte's writers are better than Becky's. So, but For real, the fucking potato farmer's got no shot. But where do you put? But like, if you got, if you got Brock, yeah, and Roman in one main event, and yep. you've got Ronda and Charlotte in another main event, who gets bumped? For Stone Cold yeah. and Kevin Owens. Oof. They open a show. You think they open the show, or do you think uh, they close the show and maybe Brock and uh, Roman open the show? I don't think he, like, I love Stone Cold. I love Stone Cold. But that's not a, that's not a main event no. anymore. No. That's a, that would be a really good curtain jerker. Like, give me my attention. You got my attention. You got my full attention. Now give me something good. I think so too. I think you know so. It's going to make curtain jerker too. Yeah, that's what I think. <laughs> Everybody, that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing either. That's that's not a bad thing. No, uh, no, no. It's not a bad thing. Like, look at the last WrestleMania that started out with Stone Cold. He didn't even wrestle, and it was great. When uh, him and Hogan were in the ring together, man, fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, they got the Rock for Super Bowl. Will the Rock be at WrestleMania? We don't know. No, but even if no. even just it is for just for some hype, why not bring? Why not Rock come back? Come back home. Yeah. <coughs> um, Cody Rhodes and yeah. Brandy Rhodes are leaving the company that they helped create. Uh, it just seems like yesterday, all out was Cody's idea, and the Bucks and Omega and the Elite crew followed him. And they created this pay-per-view that thought could never be done, that sold out Chicago, and it was amazing. And when you look at that pay-per-view, one match really stands out, and it's Cody versus Dustin. And now yeah. here we are, three years later, maybe four years later, and Cody's leaving the business that he helped create. That's crazy, right? It's crazy. Um... All because now, there's a lot of there's some corners of the internet that are speculating this is all at work. Well, look at Matt McCarthy from We Watch Wrestling has been saying that Cody has been playing a fourth dimensional chess game with us all for the last year and a half. Mm-hmm. I just don't see where Cody and Brandy can go. They're not going to go back to the WWE. They're just a second rate Miz and and Maurice, as far as I'm concerned. You know, like, I don't, I, like, look, at the Miz and Marlies have their show. Cody and Brandy have their show. But the Miz is way better than Cody, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I'm in the opposite camp. I believe Cody Rhodes to be on a different level to the Miz. Well, one of them has held the world championship, and one of them has not. So, or a world championship. Own, one of them has launched their own wrestling promotion. Yes. <laughs> well, yes, but... You know, one of them had his dad, you know, his dad is Dusty Rhodes. The other guy had to had to fucking participate in a game show to get a contract. And he's, he's been there ever show. since. But he's a reality show guy. You know, he, he's more of an entertainer than a wrestler. He was, I mean? but he's been in the WWE the entire time ever mm-hmm. since. He's their guy. He's the WWE's guy. Come on. He's got a good look, man. Honestly, he's got a good look. But I personally, I've never been a fan of The Miz. I don't like his work. He's not a solid wrestler, in my opinion, but that's just my opinion. Well, I think The Miz is awesome. 
And uh, I I think that, uh, you know, Cody Rhodes going back, it doesn't put him in the main event card. What is he going to do if he goes back? Uh, You know, where is he going to fit in? I don't think something something was weird. I don't don't think think he'll he'll go back. Yeah, neither do I, man. Like, there's all this talk, and I don't think he will. I just, why would he? Money, money, but, like, the work schedule is so much lighter with AEW. And he's got his own projects with TBS. He's on the Big Big Show or whatever, the Go Big Show. He's got that TV show like you were saying. You know what I mean? He's got a lot of stuff that's going on in the other company. I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, it's just, um, I don't know. It's it's hard to, maybe he is working us. Maybe this is, maybe Tony Khan is in on the work. Who knows? Only time will tell. Only time will tell. But I'll tell you one thing. Um, this week on AEW, it seemed like it was an episode of rebuilding and planting new seeds for new feuds that are all coming up. Uh, yeah. Right from the start, CM Punk. He's in his, he's in his, he's in his, can we even call that Indian style, sitting Indian, Indian style anymore? Is that? I never really did. I always called it cross-legged. Okay. He's, he's sitting yeah, cross-legged. He's sitting cross-legged. See, like a good Canadian boy, I grew up calling it cross-legged. Well, cross-legged for me is, is when you have your legs extended and they're crossed, not folded what? across. What? <laughs> So, so, uh, so, so, so we're watching. So, so, so uh, CM Punk's there. He cuts a brilliant promo. And you start realizing a few things. That MJF uh, says he's the best in the world. And I love it. And he, and he takes that from CM Punk. Yeah. But at the end, he always throws in the, and you know it, which is Bret Hart. Because Bret Hart used to do, I'm the best there was, the best there is, the best there ever will be. And you know it. We used to come in later on. Oh, he, yeah. So whenever he says you know it, I always like, that's so Brett. And then when I never really noticed the CM Punk, like I'm the best in the world and you know, you know, but it's just everything that CM Punk was said was true. He pulled out the, did you see the promo? Yeah, I pulled out the picture. He's like, for you, this is the best day of your life. For me, it was a Saturday. <laughs> oh, what a good fucking life. And I love, and you know me, I love puns. And when he brought out the dog collar chain, and he said, "Will you be my Valentine?" I was like, "That is great. That's so great." Good good wrestling. Good wrestling writing. Good wrestling. We've just illustrated the difference between WWE's writing and AEW's writing. Yeah, the fucking Charlotte and Becky promos versus this like CM Punk, a little bit more freedom kind of ad lib promo. And the best is, it's like, and he goes, and whatever it costs you to get in that day to meet me, I'll tell you, the next time you meet me, it's going to cost you a lot more than that. It's going to cost you your blood. Yeah, fucking, fucking great. Bloody, come on, it's so good. It's great. So good. I like I, the whole thing. Bro. I hope he gets a sticker for donating blood at the end of that match. You know, uh, uh, what a great promo. What a great yeah, promo. Yeah, great. And then, great. you know... Uh, the only the only setbacks I have about AEW, mm-hmm. it was a, it was a lesser like I said, it was an episode that pushed a lot of things forward, not a lot of things oh, yeah. got settled. There weren't a lot of great matches, you know. There were. <laughs> it wasn't their usual. We have a huge match at the start and we have a huge match at the end. They had a good Daniel Bryan, 
match at the start or Brian yeah. Danielson. But yeah. then even better, Moxley comes in and plants more seeds yeah. with uh, oh, yeah, Dan- with, with Brian Danielson. Episode. Yeah. And says yeah, and the says Santana Ortiz story get pushed forward with the inner circle. More seeds. More seeds yeah. are planted there. Yeah. Wardlow, more seeds are planted there. Clearly he's not happy with Sean Spears. Oh, he hates Sean Spears. Sean Spears let him get jumped there for a little bit, and then he only jumps in once he's got it taken care of. Here's my thing with uh, Santina and Ortiz. Look at at somebody at AEW has to say, "We have enough black and white face paint. We have Sting, we have Darby, <laughs> yeah, we have Thunder Rosa. We don't need the fucking Panda different. Brothers now over here, looking this like rejects from Kiss Army." Like, you know, you, you, like it's the dead president's makeup. Like, I definitely works. know the dead president's. Yeah, this one works. You know what I mean? This one works for me. You know, I don't know Sometimes. if it works for me. I'm like, the, Sammy, yeah, Gu- like, they made Sammy Guerrero drop the panda gimmick. They should make <laughs> these two drop the panda gimmick. They look like fucking yeah. pandas on rabies. You know, <laughs> there's just honestly, I like it. I, I enjoy it. I, I do enjoy uh, the dead prez version of Santana and Ortiz. Um, I don't like, however, um, how that match kind of went down. That match wasn't my favorite match. No, it seemed, uh, it seemed to to be, I would have liked Eddie Kingston just to stay out of it for a bit and come down maybe at the end. Yeah. Uh, Or if he gets involved, really get involved because like this half-ass involvement made the commentators look stupid when they're saying Chris Jericho attacked him out of nowhere. It's like, no, the guy fucking interfered in the match. And then got on the fucking apron and cost them a win. Like, I'd beat the shit out of them if they did that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's a completely understandable. Yeah. They're, they're like out of nowhere attack. Yeah. Like, JR said, JR stupid. said, Chris Jericho hit him out of nowhere. I was like, no, he shouldn't have been on the ring. He had no business yeah. being on the ring. He exactly. doesn't have a, he doesn't have a manager's license. No, he doesn't have a valet pass. <laughs> um, also, uh, so many things. Um, also, here's something. I was going through pictures in my old Dropbox. I found yeah. a whole bunch of pictures in my Dropbox of all these sure. pictures from Impact from like four or five years ago. Oh, sick. And uh, that's when LDX broke up and Tito Nortez left a left Impact and they brought in Homicide and Hernandez to replace them in LAX. And Eddie Kingston was all involved in all of that. And I have pictures of Eddie Kingston with, with them. And I was like, because when, when uh, Jericho said... Uh, you know, I went with the wrong members from LAX. I should have took Homicide and Hernandez. Yeah. I, it sort of brought me back, and I'm like, holy shit, wait, I watched that whole breakup happen on Impact live. So I went back, and, and I found pictures, and yeah, it turns out I knew about Eddie Kingston before I even knew about Eddie Kingston, and I forgot. So, because um, Impact also had Eddie Edwards at the time, too, So and Sammy Callahan was their biggest uh, heel at the time, so... Yeah. Fuck. I forgot about that period. I wasn't really like, I wasn't too into Impact ever because I hated what it was called TNA. Mm-hmm. Like, what a stupid name for a fucking wrestling fed. You're making a tit joke. Yeah. It's the name of your fed. Ugh. So, yeah. like, I was never really into it. But people always told me it was wild as shit, but I never watched it. I still don't watch it. Fuck Impact. <laughs> the, uh, so, so, um, yeah. So, anyways. Not only that happened. Sammy Guerrero uh, had a great match with uh, with with um, Darby Allen. It was a short match, but it was still great. It and uh, at the end, of course, um, 
Well, you know, Andrade, 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 he came out and uh, he gets, he interferes on, first he interferes on one guy's behalf, but turns out he's on no one's behalf. And then he interferes, he knocks both guys out and Matt Hardy comes down and they're all in cahoots. And they just got and they just got rid of these two guys, and they're trying to steal the belts and all shenanigans. Like, look at we don't need any more stolen belts. There's enough TNT belts to go around. We don't need them coming back with two TNT belts. And Sammy gets another TNT belt, and then what? There are three TNT belts. There's going to be 19 TNT belts. One uh, one quarter of them are going to be turned into TBS belts. Oh, that's right. <laughs> And then and then and then Jade Cargill's gonna win them all. So yeah, no Jade, no Jade this week. No Jade this uh, week. No, maybe sad. Um, a lot of people. A lot of pe- oh, and for some reason the Cobra Kai tie-in. Yeah. yeah, that was a bit weird, bro. Like I'm not gonna lie, when I saw her like tie- like panned over to her sensei, I'm like, fuck out of here. Well, I just before she said brought in her sensei, I was like. Hey, she's wearing a Cobra Kai shirt. And then she's like, and my sensei. And then he's like, like oh. no mercy. And it's like, oh, come on. You should have brought in Johnny Lawrence. Uh, it's still it's still okay. You know? like, <laughs> yeah, but I don't think they can afford William Zabka or whatever his name is. Yeah, well, you never know. Ralph Macchio could show up at any minute, and they could turn this into a Cobra Kai crossover as advertising. Who knows? Who knows what they're doing? But yeah, I love it. I'd be down for that. I love it. I love it. I love the fact. No mercy. I'm just waiting for sweep the leg. You know? Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> it's That's like, what I'm waiting for. It's it like, it like sweep the leg. You know we have pile drivers, right? <laughs> sweep the leg. I got I got moves way worse than sweep the leg. Uh, have you heard of a Canadian destroyer? Sweep the leg. Uh, how about a pile driver? Sweep the leg. A power bomb? Sweep the leg. Okay, I'm going to sweep the leg, but it's not going to do what you think. Yeah, that's it. Goes down and then just gets stomped. My whole stomped in them when they go down to sweep the leg. That'd be amazing. I watched uh, that. I watched that fight. Yeah. Um. Adam. Adam Cole. Who at the very end? Uh, there's an interview because there's going to be a lot of tag team action going on in the next few weeks as we get into these tag team tournaments for to decide two number one contenders. Two. And. Uh, you know, we have we have bought, we have O'Reilly and Fish that want to yeah. be one of the contenders. Red Dragon. And then we have and then the Red Yeah, we have and then we have, you know, the Young Bucks who want to be the other contenders. Blue Dragon. And uh <laughs> and uh you know this uh, Adam Cole. Adam Cole's in between. Adam Cole's in between. And uh the best was where he's like, turn off the camera. They're like, which way are you gonna go? Turn off the camera. You know, so we don't know which way he sides with. Like this is something that's like you don't have to put them to, against each other early. You make it happen real late. You get some build in this tournament. Just give us a little tease, a little bit of a tease, and then don't go into it super quick. You know. I hear you. Yeah, like Switchblade, he's here. He's, he's, he's gonna be involved. He's gonna he's gonna go after Kenny Omega. It looks like that's gonna be the next Omega feud. Which is so great. Omega's coming back face. 
Of course, Omega is coming back face. Yeah, as soon as his music hits, the next time his music hits, there's going to be such a loud pop. Yeah. And what about Adam Page coming out, getting attacked, getting attacked, and, yeah. uh, you know. My, my family, the Dark Order, runs into the ring and just starts dashing security guards all over the place. Yeah, and this is the first time the AEW's had these security guards in place. It was so WWE. You know, they uh, where they just started beating up all these security guards. Usually it's the refs. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it's usually refs. Uh, yeah, the refs, all the other schmozzes in the episode were broken up by refs. I yeah. guess because all of these guys were taken out, right? <laughs> but, but, uh, but yeah, at least the indie wrestlers are getting work. And, uh, you know, and thank God for indie wrestling. It's uh, Greek Town. Greek Town is happening back. April or May? Is it April? April. April. Mm, maybe Cody Rhodes. Maybe Cody Rhodes might be showing up at uh, Greektown. He better. If he doesn't, he's a coward. He could be a coward. That could be his new gimmick. Cowardly Cody Rhodes. Oh, wow. Pick a fight and then they're like, no, 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 I don't want to. No, no, no. I personally, I would like that character. Yeah, me too. You know, like he's the... He's the lion of the ring, but in but, but out of the ring, he's the lion of Wizard of Oz. He gets in there and he starts old man fighting like that. Yeah, it's it's fucking <laughs> partners of Scarecrow, but from Batman. So it's know, that's, that's scary. It's weird now. Yeah, that's gotten real scary. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> it's crazy news with with all that stuff with old uh, cowardly Cody there. Going, uh, Cody Rhodes just going back to like uh, I don't know, man. What, what do you like? What do you really think? Do you think? What do you think is the thought process? I don't think that he wanted more money. He thinks he's yeah. on the level. Like the thing is, is they brought maybe he at the time he was their best wrestler or one of their best wrestlers. Yeah. Well, he was never their best wrestler. Kenny Omega has always been the best wrestler there. Yeah. Um, but then they brought in Daniel Bryanson or Daniel Bryan, Brian, Brian Danielson, the Red Dragon, the American Dragon, and then they brought in uh, CM Punk. And I'm sorry, Cody, but CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, are legitimate megastars. And uh, and Cody Rhodes just. You're not at that level. no. And the sad thing is, is, this is all happening on the heels of a fantastic match from last week. Was it last week was the ladder match? It was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, one of the best matches of all time in AEW, Sammy Guerrero versus Cody in the ladder match, and now he's leaving. Come yeah. on. <laughs> Like, you know, and people are like, good for Cody putting guys over on the way out. I don't think that's the plan, you know? Either way, like, it's it's good that there's a competition in the wrestling industry that people can legitimately believe whatever they want in this regard. Well, Like, oh, shit, it's going to WWE. Like, now it's like WWE is an alternative to, to somebody's programming, you know what I mean? And not only that, this could be just a really good swerve for, um, for a revolution. Well, yeah, he shows up. Get this. <laughs> All he right. shows up as Stardust. 
That's not going to happen. In AEW. He doesn't have the rights to the name or anything. Okay, then he shows up as Galaxy Guy in AEW. (laughs) He does the same stupid shit. I like Galaxy Guy. Yeah, Galaxy Guy. And I tell you right now, I'm going to tell you, he's going to come in in black and white face paint because that's all they fucking have. So, you know... Can someone please get some color in their face? And I don't mean blood. You know. No, he wants to see some blues, some reds, some greens in the face. You got to wait for Willow to show up. MJ, like, what's Aaron Anderson going to do now? Where's QT Marshall going to go? Where are all these Cody flunkies going to be? What happens Nowhere. to the dog? Nowhere. That's it. That's it. The Nightmare Factory, the Nightmare Collective, they're all done. Except for Goldust. Gold, uh, Dustin Rhodes said... I'm happy where I am, and I'm staying. So Goldust will not be leaving AEW anytime soon. So good. that's good because I still like Dustin Rhodes. I still I think- like all, I like everybody, man. I have a hard time because I I legitimately even like the lesser talents. I like like I'm upset that Peter Avalon isn't really with them anymore. I love pretty Peter Avalon. I love the librarian gimmick. How fucking <laughs> counterproductive is that to your heat? Like. You're trying to build like a babe, but you come out telling the audience, shh. Yeah. Shh. So, like, even if, like they can't get behind you if they want because you're shooshing them. And you're yeah. not doing Like, Chad Gable is killing it with the shoosh. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you would have done that, maybe you would have gotten over, Peter. All right. Now, let's speak about Chad Gable for a second. Matt Riddle, Chad Gable, they're in an academic. They're in playing a game of reach for the top uh, with, with, uh, with RK Bro. And the question comes up, and obviously, we know the answer, because we're Canadian. How many grams in an ounce? And it's the only reason why we know the answer is because we're Canadian, because we don't matter. Only reason. Yeah, that's the only reason I know anything about weights. Yeah, no, seriously. And of course, this is an old, in Canada, this is an old hack joke that comedians have done. Actually, it's not even a hack joke. I'll tell you, the comedian that I first heard it done was Don Kelly from Ottawa. And Don Kelly goes, I remember the year that Canada went metric. That's the year Reach for the Top had all the stoners on their team. You know, and he's like, how many grams in an eight? 28. Well, 27, depending on the seeds, you know, because it's an old joke. Um, So now... They said, how many grams in an ounce? I was like, oh, Riddle's going to get this because it's a pot joke. Mm-hmm. And um, and you know what? I enjoyed the um, the reminiscing of how old that joke is. But at the same time, come on, do better. Do better. Yeah. Do better. You're right. I, I got mad at that. I'm like, oh, look, a smart and I hate ooh, and I hate ooh. that they don't give like I fucking I used to love Otis and now they they've taken all of his personality away. Yeah, and he's, he's just a, just a meatball. That's, he's just just dumb. He just stands there. You know. He goes, bah, yeah. Bah, bah. Come on. Just, yeah, I fucking hate him. Again. He used to be fun. He used he to be fun. Dude, dude, I went back and watched that Elimination Chamber the other night. It was just on WWE on demand. The elimination Chamber of the Tag Teams. Uh-huh. And fucking Heavy Machinery are so good in that match. Yeah, so good. Well. 
You know, and they, I don't know why they got rid and of they Tucker. They turned one for no fucking reason. They turned one. And now the other one's a bad guy. The one who was a face the whole time is now a bad guy with some other guy for some unrelated reason. Doesn't even fucking make sense. Makes no sense! Yeah. And my, my roommate used to hate the fact that uh, Otis did the caterpillar. He's like, it's the worm. It's not the caterpillar. I'm like, well, it's the caterpillar because they're heavy machinery. He's like, yeah. and then he's like, you still call it the worm. I'm like, no, that doesn't make sense. No, because there's no heavy piece of equipment called a worm. Yeah, but there's bulldozers called caterpillars. Yep. It's a brand of machinery, yep. heavy yep. machinery. Heavy machinery. And a caterpillar like is very that. similar to a worm. So, yes, it makes <laughs> sense. Um, yeah. So I'm just excited. WrestleMania. Uh, I'm excited to see what happens. I'm excited for you, brother. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for me, too. The airfare is bought. To our friends at Greek Town, and we got to get some tickets to some Greek Town for, yeah. for the boys here, and we could have the, the the fellas on to talk about Greek Town. Yeah. And maybe even uh, we can even, maybe maybe we'll talk to uh, Channing, and maybe we'll get a, uh, maybe we'll even get a booth at the Greek Town show, Ooh. and we can maybe sell. Maybe get some merch by then. Maybe sell some merch yeah. and get make some TNW awareness. Yeah, get it out get it there. The, get it done. Yeah. I love it. But yeah, that's it, man. I, honestly, I'm so stoked on wrestling lately. There's been so much cool shit to watch. I'm glad that independent shows are starting up again. In Montreal, I know that IWS is kicking back up into full swing. So is Battle War. And that's exciting because those are the two feds that I followed out there. So I'm happy for them both. Yeah. And as we talked before... PWG's final of their big bola tournament they have every year was Daniel Garcia against Mike Speedball Bailey. That's a go. match He's snatched. An IWS guy right there, Speedball. That's a match snatched right out of Canada. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. You know, Daniel Garcia's wrestled tons in Montreal, tons in Ottawa. He's from Buffalo, you know. You got all yep. these guys. You know, that's why I like seeing Daniel Garcia with 2.0. Because Daniel Garcia has spent a lot of time with these Montreal guys. They all know each other. Those guys have been wrestling in and out of Buffalo for years. And, yes. and uh, you know, so I love seeing when guys that wrestle in Canada, even Kevin Blackwood, who's from Buffalo, he was uh, in the tournament as well. So it's okay. great to see all these guys, and I just hope they come back up to Toronto when the when the beckon calls. Is that a thing to say? No, but, but I like it. But also... <laughs> Speaking of uh, indie wrestling, uh, another independent uh, wrestling organization, you may remember from the dark side of the ring, uh, XPW with Raw yeah. with uh, Rob Black, yeah. where they chopped off a guy's finger. Apparently, Ooh, yeah. it was sort of like it sort of took over for ECW after ECW faltered. Uh, a lot of the ECW guys were brought into XPW, who feuded with ECW at the end. And then kind of took that reign from ECW as being the hardcore uh, wrestling organization that did hardcore matches and death matches. And uh, I, I don't know if it's based on the, the success of Dark Side of the Ring, but XPW is back. They did a show in November 7th, Rebirth, that was on Fight yeah. TV out of Rochester. And I've, I've watched all the highlights, and they got a great roster, great wrestlers. Brian Cage is their champion. They wonder where he went. That's where he's gone. And uh, Willie Mac, he beat Willie Mack in a a main event. And um, 
I actually have someone on the show that's coming on right now. And oh, really? uh, yeah, well, well, actually, I make it sound like right now we pre-taped it because it was Valentine's Day, and we all know about my failed, uh, my failed meeting with Jasmine St. Clair. It was supposed to happen in L.A., and then it rained, and then it was postponed, and then it never happened. But Jasmine St. Clair and I have been uh. talking still, and she agreed. I said, "Do you want to uh, do uh, a conversation on Zoom?" Um, on on this date, which was la- oh, which was Wednesday of this week, yeah. or uh-huh. Monday, and she chose Monday, and I didn't even Monday. realize that it was Valentine's Day. So, so you got to spend Valentine's Day with the beautiful Jasmine St. Clair, and we're gonna throw to that right now, folks. Before we get to the uh, interview with Jasmine St. Clair, uh, I just want to tell you about a uh, mishap that happened. Uh, the conversation I had with Jasmine was fantastic. However, when I went to upload it, for some strange reason, um, only 30 seconds of my dialogue was recorded. So there was none of my dialogue was recorded during the conversation. So all I had was Jasmine's answers to my ridiculous questions. So this interview is not the original conversation we had. It's... um, me trying to save the podcast and uh, and resubmit my questions to her answers. So um, I'm sorry this is an edited version of our conversation, but um, but this is the best I could do. So with that, uh, let's get to Jasmine St. Clair. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready uh, at this time? I have my guest, Jasmine St. Clair. You might know her uh, from ECW, from XPW, from The Deuce, uh, from movies like National Lampoon's uh, movies. And not only that, uh, you probably know her from her amazing podcast, Crazy Train, uh, with Jasmine St. Clair, Crazy with a K, that is available on Spotify, iTunes, and where popular podcasts are uh, recorded. So right now, with me, is well welcome jasmine st Clair. if that is your real fake name yes yes (laughs) it's not my real fake name but it certainly feels like it because i think like everyone um from under the sun calls me jasmine or jazz even like my best friends um not my family because they don't really call me that much but yeah (laughs) good to know well then let's just get into it uh, Jasmine, how did you get into wrestling? There usually is a person that is responsible for getting you into wrestling. For me, it was my mother. Uh, who was the person that got you into wrestling? Um, my grandmother got me into wrestling. She was watching TV. I'm like, why is she yelling at the freaking TV screen? Like, she's yelling at Snuka. She's yelling at Bret Hart. Then, oh, then she's yelling at Miss Elizabeth. I'm like, what is the problem? get him i'm like get who it's a tv set i was a really young kid i was like seven or eight years old nine i was just i had no clue but i started watching it with her it was like the way we bond then she took me to see snooka but before that she took me to wrestlemania with hulk versus the ultimate warrior wow like up here in toronto yeah 
That's amazing. Yeah, I have family there. Cool. Plus, Rush is from there. Of course. Like, I love Rush, huh? Yeah, who doesn't love Rush? Yeah. We also have... Uh, no, it's okay. Sorry, we also have Triumph and Anvil. They're all power trios from Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Anvil's from Toronto? Yeah. Another good one. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned Russian Anvil because that's what I associate you with is heavy metal because I would used to I read a lot of European metal magazines and sometimes you would pop up on them whether it be an article or just a blurb or whatever or I would go to a site called Metal Sludge that used to uh, sort of uh, they had a lot of adult stars on there uh, as well as all these heavy metal groups and everything and it was like the sludge of metal and i remember uh, seeing you on on there as well actually um i think it was on that metal sludge site that was the first time that i ever heard and got really jealous that uh the big blue meanie was dating the legendary jasmine st Clair, and uh you know and this is true. It's common knowledge, it seems. Most wrestling fans know. However, uh, on your amazing podcast, The Crazy Train, now available on Spotify and iTunes and popular podcasts, wherever you find them, uh, on The Crazy Train, you have been very adamant about your relationship with uh, the Big Blue Meanie saying that uh, you didn't date him when he was a heavyset fellow. Uh, you dated him when he lost his weight. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, that's uh, – so that's the truth then, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm sick of people doing you – know, my best friend does that to me to say. I'm ready to, like, put my hands through the phone every time. Like, we're out to lunch, and then there's some waiter talking to me about wrestling. He's like, but, you know, she dated. He's like, Leah, I know. He's like, no, but did you see what he looks like? He pulls out the photo. I'm like, dude, you have to stop telling people that because it's really – it's not a pretty look. I mean, he used to beat me and stuff like that. So, of course, I got rid of him. But, like, let alone numerous affairs. Because, like, when you start, like, I don't know if I'm as bad as a guy. But, my God, yeah. The numerous uh, lechery, lecherous things that went on. But, anyway, yeah. Yes, heavy metal. How about that? Yes, heavy metal. Well, we'll change the subject then. Um, obviously. Uh, yeah. So, enough about uh, the mean, mean man, Big Blue Meanie. Let's move on to... Um, something else. You've already mentioned WrestleMania 6 and the fact that you and your grandmother went to see WrestleMania 6, which I'm totally jealous of because I live four hours away and I was in high school and I still did not go to that. I watched it on pay-per-view like everyone else. However, I think the biggest question that I didn't get to ask about WrestleMania 6 was uh, who were you cheering for? The immortal Hulk Hogan or the ultimate warrior? Warrior. No. Yeah, I met Hulk years later when I worked for uh, for Jimmy Hart at XWF, and he was really cool. Like, everyone knows I have a thing for blondes, but the Ultimate Warrior, he was so cool. And I loved his getup. I loved everything. I think he found the J-Train prior to, like, passing away. But I really liked him. He just seemed so, like, macho and just so, like, tough and so out to just get everyone and i loved his face paint so um plus i had an ultimate warrior jacket i still have somewhere i wear it sometimes um it's yeah that's no cool. i love vintage stuff that's why i thought maybe 
Okay, well, I will say your shirt's vintage. Like, I've had this shirt since I was, like, nine years old, and my babysitter took me to see Black Sabbath. So, like, the biggest, like, the funniest thing people do is they always ask me, where did you buy that? It's like, I was, like, third row for that shit. What are you talking about? You got a hot topic for your stuff. You don't even know a song off a Black Sabbath album. But, yeah, it's right. It's disgusting. I call people out all the time on that. Yeah, I think it's hilarious. Like, I have... Van Halen itself, I have over a hundred Van Halen T-shirts or merchandise clothing. Um, I also have uh, about uh, another mm-hmm. hundred of various bands: Motley Crue, Steel Panther, Def Leppard, Foo Fighters, Metallica. The list goes on and on and on and on. Um, I love keeping uh, vintage T-shirts as well. My favorite one is still from my first concert: David Lee Roth, Poison, nineteen eighty-eight. Wow. So. Yeah, I have one of the original Skyscraper, David Lee Roth uh, t-shirts from that tour, uh, but it doesn't fit me in any, it could, I still keep it because I love it, but there's no way in hell I could ever fit into it. (laughs) I'm uh, way too big. The shirt, I bought it at a large, it looks like it's a small now because it's shrank over the years, but uh, I still keep it because it's a keepsake and I love it, so... Hey, you can wear it. You look like the blue meanie. You look like you could do like a half top like the blue meanie does, but you're not that. Like- well, no, I wouldn't ever wear that. Yeah. Once my belly goes underneath my shirt, <laughs> that's too much. I couldn't do that. It's like giving up hope. Uh, my shirts will always cover my belly, or else I won't leave the house. But you're adorable, though, so it's totally fine. But, um, yeah, so I, I don't know if I, I, my T-shirt from that WrestleMania was stolen, oddly enough, like from my storage. And then I see this bum in the street like a few months ago um, wearing a WrestleMania shirt from that one. Like I had him arrested too because he groped me and then um, he was like throwing kisses to girls. He pulled this thing out in front of some girls like at a cafeteria nearby. So uh, I got into it with him. And then when he was like being taken in, I said, he stole that shirt from me. I'm sure that's my freaking WrestleMania shirt. Like I was yelling at him in the car. I'm like, what am I doing? Uh, then I get a message on Instagram from a fan. Hey, I saw you like with the police. Is everything okay? And you were yelling at some guy. I'm like, never mind. Don't, don't worry about it. But yeah, so it was my grandma that got me into it. Um, I didn't know I'd end up wrestling because I just... You know, it's the Jasmine crazy train as like an ex of mine called it. It just wakes up and it ends up like wherever. So um, I didn't know I'd end up wrestling, but it seemed like a good idea at the time. And I really liked it. It's like an adrenaline rush that you could never really describe um, once you're out in a ring. And it was cooler, like meeting your idols. And uh, yeah, it was one of the most intense experiences ever, like just starting that and like going into an arena and just all these people around you. It's scary, like stage fright scary. (laughs) Okay. So I think the question that needs to be asked now is how does someone like yourself end up taking a pile driver off the top of the rope in ECW? That was so much fun. Like, I wish I could do that all the time. It was so cool. It was cute. Um, So I, mm, all right. So I was Rob Black, who owns XPW Wrestling. We had a really bad falling out. So I'm working for him again. And I'm excited to be a part of California on April 9th in Pomona. Yeah. I saw uh, a clip of YouTube, um, the XPW Rebirth. 
uh, results. Brian Cage, Willie Mack in a main event to crown the champion. That was awesome. Like, Brian Cage is ridiculous. Yeah? Yeah. He should not be able to do a standing backflip at his size by himself. That's insane. He's such a good wrestler, and you guys have a good roster now. Tell us about that, or about the pile driver if you prefer. Yeah, Rob's on it. He's on his game, but he's the reason I quit the adult film business because I was just sick of it. Like, I was just bored. And he, before I quit, he took me into ECW because he knew Bubba Ray Dudley, and I became friends with Bubba and Devon. So um, he actually flew me out to the Living Dangerously pay-per-view, um, and I was given my spot there. So in all reality, it's Rob Black that I have to thank for that. But to continue that whole ECW thing after I quit um, XPW, because um, Rob put me in XPW because he had a wrestling company, I started taking wrestling classes from Sue Sexton. She was an original Glow Girl. Cool. And then I was training with Mondo Guerrero. It was a lot of fun. I mean, I was always used as a manager because of my size. And that's fine. You know, I get that. that. That made more sense to me, too. I loved Miss Elizabeth growing up. And, yeah, she was amazing. All those girls, Missy Hyatt. And I got to work with Missy Hyatt and PW. She's hot. Yeah, she was so cool. I'm like, oh, my God, it's Missy Hyatt. So, you know, we, we remain friends. I'm still friends to, with her to this day. But I... I love She's Missy. She's great. Love her. Love her. I have. I have. When she was a blonde. Yeah, I have WCW cards of her She's from when she was blonde. Oh, and when, like, out of all the valets, in the NWA and world class, I thought she was the best. I thought she was better than Dark Angel and Precious and 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 uh, all of them. Sunshine, you know, uh, like her and Eddie Gilbert yeah. in UWF were so awesome together, and. She was insane. She would get involved in so many mm -hmm. matches. And uh, my God, I remember Gorgeous, she would yeah. she would throw uh, fireballs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fireballs at Dark people. Journey. Dark Journey was great too. But the fireballs that Missy Hyatt would throw, that's crazy. <laughs> was. Yeah. Did you ever throw a fireball? Yeah. Really? It's scary with fireballs because on one of my last shows in XPW, I threw a fireball at Big Dick Dudley. And don't forget, I have long hair, too. I'm like, shit. And I have hairspray in it. I'm like, with my luck, shit's going to go really bad. And it didn't. But I, um, you know, ECW is a very special place. And, you know, training to wrestle then going there, you know, um, I, I left. I was still friends with Big Dick Dudley, who was working for XPW, and he gave me Bubba's phone number, and he spoke to him. He's like, do you think they'd be interested in just bringing Jasmine there, uh, you know, to work? He's like, yeah, sure, have her call us. So I did. And then that whole thing took a life of its own. I was working for Jerry Lawler for Memphis Championship Wrestling for him and Terry Golden. So I had, like, more experience there than I was doing indie shows. And like for once in my life, I was actually really happy. So Rob, like as much as it was like some of the darkest days of like my life, it was at the same time, the brightest days at the same. I shouldn't say darkest, but it, yeah, I mean, there were dark days and light days to that whole era. But I just felt like I was in this vortex. I didn't know what I was going to do next. And he kind of showed me what that was that I was supposed to do. So it wasn't all completely negative. Yeah, we, we parted on fucked up terms, excuse me, on really, but we parted. We parted on really bad terms, uh, but you know, here we are 25 or 20 God, years later, like 20 years later, and we're talking, he's like a whole different person. 
And I know he's going to be like, I want him to be successful and I know he will be, he has a different um, set of dynamics around him. And I think it's going to go really well. He has a gorgeous wife and beautiful family now. Um, you know, and I just feel like this is something it's it, wrestling's like a drug. You always go back to it, but I think he's going to do really well because no one has extreme wrestling. So I stayed with ECW. It was amazing. Um, even though I was dating this guy that like, he gave me like 10 stitches to my head. And I've told the story, obviously he's not going to sue me because you know, it's true. And then, you know, if you come out and admit that you really are a scumbag. So, you know, I just dealt with that shit because I was in a place where I wanted to be not personally, but professionally. And that's always going to take a precedence with my life. Um, so, you know, that was that then. ECW, I feel, was really a great place, but a very, it's really sad because you become friends with people like New Jack and like um, when I worked for, uh, X, for XWF, which is Jimmy Hart's Federation, I became friends, like more friendly with the Pitbulls, not with the Pitbulls, yeah, with the Pitbulls and then not, God, what am I saying Pitbulls? Not the Pitbulls, with uh, Public Enemy, Rocco and with Johnny Grunge and I just, you know, it was really sad what happened to both of them than going to Rocco's funeral and then you know seeing Johnny there crying and then it's like not too long after that he passes away and just like the whole slew of like these people balls Mahoney and it's just really it's sad you know it's really depressing and then you, know, you remember all the good times you had and even though we weren't paid like the most amount of money you got paid in entertainment uh, and that whole pile driver that time I didn't realize like why they I don't really think about things. I just do them. You know, I ride a motorcycle mostly and it's pretty dangerous. There are a lot of jerks that drive. I really don't give a shit because I'm just going to go out and whatever happens, happens. You know, I just have my cat. That's it. And it's fine. Uh, my mom, uh, she's on my life insurance, but, you know, not that she wants to know these things. Uh, you know, you just go and you do things. Whatever happens, happens. So uh, Polly discussed the whole thing with me like 10 minutes before or 20 minutes before. And I remember when we were doing the nutcracker sweep and, you know, Nova's things like his, whatever finishing move Nova had, uh, when he did that, it's like, okay, you know, you've done other things. It's going to be fine. Uh, then you're up there. The adrenaline is pumping. So even if I did get hurt, it never would have happened, but he did ask me, are you comfortable? I'm like, yeah, sure. Um, you know, but you're up there. It's then later on you think, okay, what could have gone wrong? He's slippery from sweating and that stuff they put in their bodies. You're tiny. You're up there in the ring, and you know it's all the stuff with adrenaline pumping and people. You don't know what's going to happen. That's crazy. I can't even imagine being put in such a situation. Like to me, it's mind-boggling that you did that. Like insane. Yeah. I mean, I tried. Yeah, well, that's crazy. That's it's to me that's crazy, but that is you. You are the crazy train. You are Jasmine Saint Clair. <laughs> yeah, we need it. Oh yeah, we do need it. And indie wrestling is something else we need. I'm so glad indie wrestling is back. Uh, PWG used to be like the top indie in probably in the states, but now it seems like Game Changer Wrestling is taking over. Uh, and they do death matches as well. Uh, do you have any thoughts on GCW, uh, Game Changer Wrestling, or Luke Gage? Oh, really? Yeah, it's, it's GCW's oh, yeah, great. Yeah, they are. You know, talked talked about them was uh, 
Rodrigo, uh, no, Rodriguez, uh, Jesus, Rod uh, Jesus Rodriguez, uh, Ricardo, uh, Ricardo from WWE. He was telling me about GCW. Yeah. I had no idea that, like, I think they have a great thing. Like, I saw their Instagram. I am on it now. But, yeah, I, I'm, I hope they do well. Yeah, I think it's important, uh, you know, because the indies need mm -hmm. to feed into uh, the majors. And you look at mm -hmm. AEW. All those, A lot of those guys were indie wrestlers uh, a few years ago, and now they're all in AEW, and uh, they are doing uh, pretty well. Now, as you were saying, you're back and you're involved uh, with uh, Rob Black, and uh, you're back with XPW. And most people know XPW now beside, uh, from uh, Dark Side of Wrestling, which they had, uh, they got a lot of publicity off that. So, um, it, although things are different, it seems like a good time to bring back XPW. And uh, the upcoming show is called California. Um, so, why don't you let us know uh, what's going on with that next PP, with the next paper, uh, the next pay-per-view, California? Uh, can you tell us about that? Yeah, because that's where we did it originally 20 years ago with Supreme, you know, and he passed away, unfortunately, and he was a staple of XPW Wrestling um, back in that era. And just an honor for him we're having, we're going to crown a new King of the Death match. So I'll be there. That's great. So you're going to have a tournament for for the Death Match champion. Uh, that's crazy. So it'll be a card full of Death Matches insane and it'll be on fight tv i believe it's amazing you know so much about extreme um wrestling because not many people know them but we have it's like a huge death match tournament at the that's the main event a lot of the original xpw like i'll be there jessica darling will be there um he has two other girls showing up veronica kane and a couple of them so i was there before uh the other two joined in so I don't know what he has planned for us, but I do know it's Rob Black. It's California, April 9th at the Pomona Fairplex at the Derby Room. There's going to be a special meet and greet. So all the guys are going to be there um, every day. If you follow their social media, he keeps announcing. And I'm going to look it up really quick because he made another announcement today, like all these wonderful surprises. And I can tell you, like, once you pay for that type of a show, you do get your money's worth. Uh, if some of you can't make it out, watch us on Fight Teeth. Fight TV, that's F-I-T-E. Oh, he's cute. Oh, wait, no, never mind. Okay, so you got Masato. We have Matt Tremo, um, Sage Sin. Now, that's a woman, actually, Sage Sin Supreme. So I can't wait to see a woman in a death match. Like, that is badass. I I mean, it would be so cool if, uh, you know, if she's at more shows, because I love girls like that. And then you have um, Masa. We have Masada. We have, who else do we have on that show? We have Hoodfoot who looks really dangerous. I would not want to meet him in a dark alley. <laughs> we have Schlack, um, then G Raver. And then, and of course we have like some of our own homegrown. A lot of them seem to be homegrown talent, like um, Kat Martini, who's the new, she does the interviews in the back and I'm excited to meet her. I think she's amazing. She's really beautiful. She looks like Marilyn Monroe sometimes when she does her hair up. So that's the new person in the back doing the interviews and there'll be a meet and greet prior to that. So some of us will be there. Uh, Chris Kloss will be there. Now, I used to hit on him when he had blonde hair. Um, I used to tease him, but yeah, he looks hot still. He's a fancy uh, piece of ass, but yeah. So I'm excited for California. I'm excited to be a part of this event. It'll be really good to see Rob. It's going to be 
an all out extreme thing. It's it's like ECW on steroids. You can't go wrong. The tickets are worth it. And if you can't fly out, then just watch it on Fight TV. And uh, like, what's the worst that could happen? You're not going to get blood on you if you're like watching home. Yeah. And the thing about getting it on Fight TV is uh, you don't have to watch it right away. It just records on your uh, recording thing. And uh, and then you can watch it whenever. And you can watch it time and time again because now uh, you own that pay-per-view. On Valentine's Day. Exactly. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm waiting for gifts now. Like, where are the flowers and shit? Oh, well, yes. Whenever you do the podcast, uh, we always send flowers and chocolate. Right? Yeah. For those of you who don't know, uh, we recorded this on Thank you. Valentine's Day. You're welcome. Exactly. Unfortunately, uh, that's all the time we have. So I want to thank you, Jasmine, for uh, coming on the show um, and and being uh, just as cool as I thought you would be. And uh, I appreciate you uh, for taking the time uh, to do this. And, um, you know, I know we're going to meet down the road and I can't wait to meet you in person. And, um, is there, so right now, uh, the platform is yours, uh, tell all of our talking wrestling TNW pod listeners, uh, where they can find you and, uh, what you have coming up next. I love that. You know, the voice, Hey brother. Yeah, it's okay, brother. Yeah. He was a really good person to work for. I was very flattered to be. Oops. Oops. All right, folks. I made a mistake there. I know you're still listening. Uh, right there, she went into talking about uh, something else that I actually forgot we talked about. Uh, at one point, she said she worked, Jasmine says she worked with Jimmy the Mouth South Hart. So I would told her a story about when we had Jimmy Hart on our show as we were driving from Kingston to Toronto. And then Hulk Hogan called Jimmy Hart as we were doing the podcast and uh, or as we were driving. And Jimmy Hart was telling the Hulkster, he's like, I don't know, Hulkster. I don't think I'm going to be able to get out of Toronto. There's the the NBA parade. It's gonna be going on. I'm not gonna be able to make it out. And um, yeah. So we were talking about Jimmy Hart because uh, we both worked for Jimmy Hart. So uh, yeah. So here's oh, I made a mistake when I played that at the wrong spot. But here that is again that part, brother. I love that you know the voice. Hey, brother. Yeah, it's okay, brother. Yeah, he was a really good person to work for. I was very flattered to be a part of Extreme Wrestling Federation, XWF. Uh, they had a really good potential. And I feel right now wrestling needs um, competition. I think AEW is great. They may have come really fast, really far too fast, I feel. But I'm glad they're out there providing competition. And, you know, hopefully XWF does come back. And hopefully XPW Wrestling does really well. Because I feel like this is all we have right now. And I think that Rob is doing this at the right time. Um, yeah, it, exactly. And I, I'm asking fans to please give it a chance. But most of all, thank you for like your undying support in 25 for the past 25 years and just keeping me alive and whatever subculture or memories you have of me. Um, I really haven't changed much. I, I've just gotten way more immature as the years have gone on. Um, so if you want to check out my podcast, it's Crazy Train with Jasmine St. Clair. That's crazy with a K. And my Instagram is at the real Jasmine St. Clair. No E at the end of Jasmine, E at the end of Claire. 
And um, I don't know, just be yourselves, never grow up and just don't ever change really, unless there's something seriously wrong with you. I don't know what's wrong with me. I should go to a therapist, right? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I've been fired before from therapy. Yeah. I actually had to call like the board for my last therapist because she's out there contacting my ex. I'm like, you psycho little thing. Like seriously, where is your office again? But yeah, anyway. <laughs> so yeah, just like, Hopefully I get to meet you in person, which I will. And if you want my one woman show, a weird kind of fame in your state or country, like hit me up and let me know. Cause I'd love, I love performing the show more than like, um, I like it more than I think any person I've actually had a relationship with. That's the truth. I'm in love with my one woman show than any person I've ever been in love with. Cause it's given life to me as a person and made me understand like everything in my life. And um, yeah, so what if I've done some crazy things? I think it's awesome. But yeah, thank you for the support. No problem. And, and thank you for coming on the show. We appreciate it. Cool. Cool. Uh, well, folks, with that we'll said. We'll rob a bank, dude. It's fine. We'll do it. Oh, yeah. We could rob a bank. I can't remember what that was in reference to, but it sounds like a plan. Oh, my God. I got a date to rob a bank with Jazz and St. Clair. Yay! Folks. I hope you've enjoyed this uh, rehatch of my conversation with Jasmine St. Clair from Valentine's Day. Uh, I hope this comes out all right. And uh, thank you again for listening to our show. Uh, you guys uh, have been a hell of an audience, the TNW pod universe. I appreciate you. Thank you for letting us put a headlock on your ear. And for Never Sleeps Networks, Casey Corbin, myself, Reese Turner, and thank you very much. And uh, we'll talk at you next week. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.